This is the Block Party of Minecraft Podcast, episode 125. We're your hosts, Bearded Sloth and Little C. Get all our info at theblockpartymc.com. Now let's get the block party started. Hey, Little C. Hello. Welcome back. It's Friday night. Yeah. We definitely have more energy on Friday night, except I look over and you're like falling out of your chair. I'm Are really... you tired? Yeah. I woke up earlier than I have been today because I have to get back on a normal sleep schedule for school studying and stuff next week Ooh. again. Yeah. So I've been waking up at like 10 and today I woke up at 7.50. That's a big so difference. I got to get significant. back used to that and it's very tiring. That's okay. We're going to do the show. We have a bunch of excitement for everybody to keep us all awake tonight. We did get some comments this week, little C. I'm excited to see the comments again from you, the listeners. Really appreciate it. I think we even have some lined up for next week already. So that's really awesome. Keep them coming. Love those comments. Join our Discord or email us. That's another way to reach out to us. Don't forget that. Our first comment comes from Kangamar. Hi, guys. My two nephews wanted to start playing Minecraft. And as their dad owns an Xbox 360, I said he should pick up a secondhand copy of the game as they are super cheap. My nephews are called Erla and Dahi. He's spelled them out so I could pronounce them. Apparently, they're Irish names, so that's cool. Hopefully, I did that right. Erla or Erla and Dahi. So, hi, y'all. And they love chasing after every animal they see so that they can hunt them. Their uncle will be ready to guide them if they need any advice, and they'd love a shout-out in the podcast. Well, I think I already accomplished that part. Hello there. I'm not even going to try to pronounce those names even though they're spelled out because I can't even read English words. So howdy, y'all. Howdy all the way from across many ponds. A big pond, really. One really big pond. He continues here. If anyone is tired of all the new stuff in Minecraft, you should definitely try out an older version. I think the Xbox 360 version should be the same as your PlayStation 3 one with the training world, etc. It's missing lots of options, but it was a simpler time and still plays great. I think that's proof of a good game is if you go back to an old version and play it and it's still enjoyable. That means it's always been a good game and not just a new update made the game good. And it's not even necessarily better one way or the other. It's just good whether you play the old version or the new version. It's good in their own ways, which is Really great to see because some games they actually change things and it gets worse. Or some games they change and it's way better. Right. Minecraft is just good. It's just good. I went back. Minecraft is always I think great. I talked about this last week and I played on like the first version of Minecraft because I wanted to see what it was like. And it was good. It was just good. I played this week a bunch on the newest version of Minecraft. It was good. It's just a great game all around. No matter what version. So that is a, I think that's a good way to introduce someone to Minecraft though. Have them play on an old Xbox 360 version or an old Java launch version. And, and just... even go way back to old world size, which was, I want to say, oh, I can't remember the exact number. I want to say like 800 and something by 800 and something was the blocks, you know. And to size. us, nowadays, that sounds like a dig project we do or something. Yeah, that's really small in today's game standards. But there is something, and I actually watched a video on this this week by IBX Toy Cat. You know who that is, of course. Most people do. 
And he was talking about how the old world size like that limited you, but you built everything right there. You didn't mm-hmm. go off. Now, if we want to build something, we go off in whatever biome thousands it's going to look the best. Thousands of blocks. But you had to make it look good wherever you were at. And there is something kind of nice about that and very interesting. It, it would be challenging today, I would think. I think, too, when nowadays mega projects, these massive things you see on YouTube and Twitter and just Reddit everywhere, you just see these content of massive, massive builds. And it's like, how would you have done that back in the day? No one really did those things back in the day. They were mega builds, but the mega builds back then are Hermitcraft starter bases now. Absolutely. So everything's gotten bigger when it comes to like community builds and stuff. So I think that a player now, a modern day player, going back to an old version would struggle with just less block varieties, less things like that, and just simpler stuff. Yeah, and I'm trying to think where they stopped support for the Xbox 360 version. I want to say it was like right after the Buzzy Bees came in. I think we had Bees, but then after that is when they switched over to Bedrock. I think the Bees was the Bedrock switch. It was the update Village and Pillage 1.14 with the texture change. Okay, yeah, and I remember, of course, having the... The water update, everything there. Update, update aquatic, aquatic of 1. course. 1.13. Yep. And I remember having all that. I remember even the world expanding right before they ended, right? Couldn't you go up? Oh, that was the next gen, right? So that'd be Xbox One could expand to a 3x3 three three size You could world. do 3x3 three three on PlayStation 3, I believe. Okay. It was somewhere well, right was in there where like they that. transitioned. I remember doing that at least on PlayStation 4. I remember having that. And then when they switched to Bedrock, it was a whole new thing when we had unlimited worlds. If I go back and play a quote-unquote older version, and a lot of people listening who are newer into the game, I say anything past update 1.14, if I play on 1.14 to 1.21 now, it's the same to me. Yeah, you have caves and cliffs and stuff, and that's major change to nether update, major changes. But if I play on 1.14, because that's the newest, that's the same textures, and that's the village update, that is still new in my head. I agree with uh, that. 1.13, that's not super old. I still have things to learn about it, but that's old enough. But 1.14 still seems like it came out yesterday. And everything past 1.14 just felt like one really big update, whereas update 1.13, Update Aquatic, changed so much. Yeah, it was a complete game changer. And even the Nether update, right? That's the two major ones that most people talk about. Some people talk about Caves and Cliffs being huge too. But the Nether update was only for that dimension. There's probably several players that never even go to the Nether, honestly. I mean, when you really think about the millions of players out there and the way some people play, for instance, like how Holy Bookworm plays, she would never go to the Nether by herself ever. She doesn't even go there when we go as a community, usually on Jericho. So that didn't change anything for those players. Mm -hmm. I feel, yeah, the Nether update was really big. I think I just didn't do much in the Nether back then, and I don't do a lot in the Nether now besides what's required. And it really hasn't changed much besides maybe mining for Netherite and now doing Bastions. But it really hasn't changed much to me. Right. And we do have a live comment on our Discord. Make sure you join our Discord if you're not a part of that already. 
It comes from Kia. I know some Minecrafters that take one step in and back out, terrified of it. That I'm one be... of those, by the way. I really don't like going to the nether. Well, what do you got to worry on, Jericho? You already got your deaths, which uh, we'll talk about later. We will talk about. Oh, it's such a fail. Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. A lot of these players, and you got to think of the overall community. We're talking, you know, we've been playing for a long time. I guess you could consider us experts. I don't consider myself an expert, but we're more than average Which player. Is, but what's weird is in the hardcore Minecraft community, I wouldn't consider us to be veterans of the game at all. But we've been playing for a while. Since, like, 2014. Yeah, it's just because of when we started playing, the veterans were the people that played when the game came out and have played it since. So in our minds, that's what it is. But now the people getting into it now see us as, oh, my goodness, look at them old Minecrafters. Yeah, I have trouble, too, keeping up with the way people play. People play totally different than when I learned how to play, too. For instance, villagers. I don't really use them for trades or getting my first set of armor, diamond armor. I go grind and mine for diamonds. To be completely honest. I don't even find them in chests. This week is the first week that I've ever used villagers to get diamond gear. Yeah, I can't. Like, besides maybe casually just doing it. Yeah, and that's a weird thing for me. And I know that's how a lot of players today, that's exactly how they do it. All right, thank you for that comment. Another shout out there for you, Irla and Dahi. Hope you're listening. And maybe you can talk your dad into emailing us if you have a comment or a question for us or something like that. That'd be a great way to reach out to us if you're not on our Discord. Our next comment comes from Advisory Labs. And we are back on that grind again. Unsure about you guys, but you ever feel like every time you get that prospect of restarting a Minecraft world, you get all these grand visions, and then you never end up actually following through. Keeps happening to me. Hopefully, Season 5 is different, though. Also, someone let me have access to some board drill designs for Bedrock Edition. Hee hee hee, TNT, go boom. I'm just gonna skip over that last part. Yeah, I. the grind is on. Jericho Season 5 has started. We are grinding, grinding, grinding. And yeah, I definitely have huge visions. Every time I start a Minecraft world, I'm like, I'm going to build this and build this and build this and build this and build that and build that and build that. And then I end up just doing, I'm going to build half of that. And then that's about it. I am still taking it fairly slow, but I am grinding. I'm doing the fish grind, which is where one of my desks came from, by the way. And I'm doing the mining grind. So... I love that part of it, though. I love grinding Minecraft, though boring stuff, as most people say. That's why I don't use the villagers and stuff, because it takes away some of my fun if I just speed through to get the stuff. I'm glad you're enjoying the grind for Jericho Advisory Labs. I think with the uh, having these big ideas and everything when you start, if you just break it up, and this works in real life things, too, if you have a big project or something... Break it up into a list. Make a short list of every small detail you have to do for it, and then check it off. Because every time you cross something out to check it off, your brain's like, look at that, small victory. And I do this a lot for real life stuff, and this has helped me a ton just with completing actual projects. But it works very well in Minecraft too. Just mark it off. Make a list. Break it down into small tasks, and then it feels like you're completing it every time. Yeah, I really need to do that. I have this list and I 
see something else and I'm like, oh, let's go do this. Let's yeah, I go do that. Do that. And I do it all the time, which is kind of fun. Now, the way I play it from getting too Minecraft boring. is I have a list, but I have multiple lists. I have my functionality things I need to build. Build an iron farm, build a gold farm, build these farms, or do this grind. And then I have my building list. And I'll ping pong back and forth like all the time. I might be building halfway through, let's say, step three on this list. And then I'll go to do step five on the other list, but then I'll keep going back to three, five, three, five, three, five. And I've just found that to be a lot of fun. And I haven't really done the list thing for Minecraft projects. I've just thought, hey, that's a good idea, but I never actually did it. But I think this season I'm going to do it because I have this mega baits idea. I need to actually finish it. And that's awesome. And more power to you. I am so random. If you've been to my base so far, I just doing the basic grind right and very functional i have my chests not very organized just a few for my basics have my bed have the crafting table the furnace some trees growing around i don't have any kind of structure or anything to keep me safe i have it kind of lit up and then i have my enchantment table and bookshelves just so i can do that that's what my base looks like right now is i just have a little dig out in the side of a hill with some chests for, as a it's organized which I didn't realize how quickly in modern Minecraft you run out of storage in a chest room. And this is making me realize how big of a storage room I'll need for my mega base. But everything I have right now is functional besides the very beginnings of the actual mega base aesthetics. It's all functional. My enchantment table is just sitting out in the field. I have a farm, you know, the alternating rows of crops to make it more efficient. Some trees growing randomly. And I do like to see how different players, when they start, what they go to do first. I know one couple on Jericho SMP, they started the first goal before anything was to get an iron farm going. And they had it done the first night Jericho SMP started up. Now, I am proud to say, for the first time I've ever built an iron farm by myself with no help besides a YouTube video, of course. But I built an iron farm without you helping me or anything. And I did it. This season in one in the first week of Jericho, and I now have an iron farm and trading hall together. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. Good job, little C. So I did. I kind of forgot how overpowered both villagers and iron farms are, but I can't believe they did it in a first day. That took me a week because I just would do it, and then I'd be dealing with the villagers for like five minutes and be like, "No, I can't do this," and stop playing for. And then I see the opposite, right? I see some players that, oh, they want to build that first house and they want to make it absolutely beautiful with whatever they can find right from the beginning. And I've come across a couple of those already just exploring around the little bit that I have. We did just get a live comment here from Guy, and not a single question had to be answered. This is a joke because I kept asking questions like some members of Jericho in the chat about like, do the villagers have to be here or whatever? I kept asking a bunch. So, I did get help from the Jericho chat as well. Wow. Hmm. But I didn't get anyone actually placing any blocks for me. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations. Good job, little C. I know I did iron farms. I built the one we had in our base last season. I pretty much did that myself. And the one on season three, I did myself. I really liked that one. That was one of my favorite ones. I built the iron farm with iron blocks 
makes sense to me. And I did it before the iron farm now was that, done. Now that, there's the flex. And you built the entire iron farm out of iron blocks before you had the iron farm up and running. Exactly. Mine is the ugliest iron farm ever. There's a bunch of leaves to spawn proof around the outside. And then I just have this mismatched, as many slabs as I could craft of the different stone blocks on the floor. So half of it's stone brick, half of it's cobblestone, some of it's diorite and andesite slabs. It's just functional. Now here's a bigger flex for you, little C. In season two, I'm well known in season two for any of the players there for having my automatic sorting system and making it look pretty. And it was quite massive. It wasn't gigantic. But it was pretty big for most players. Are you going to make a... I did that with no iron farm. Did you buy iron from someone who had an iron farm? I did buy some, but most of it I mined. Now, this was pre-Caves and Cliffs, so you could get iron just anywhere. Mining, yeah. Yeah, just mining. So that did help a little bit. But still, I did it without having my own iron farm. So there's over a thousand items and blocks, I think, in Minecraft. You should make every single item sorted automatically. That's excessive because there's some items you only have three of ever. And you need how many to make it actually sort? You need like 40 it, or something. It is getting harder and harder as we get all these variants of blocks, these deep slate bricks and tiles and all this stuff out there. And then there. you have slabs and stairs and walls for each one. Yeah, and they keep adding more and more, and it makes me not want to build auto sorters as much mm -hmm. because of that. It's just so overwhelming. I thought of doing an auto sorter, but then I'm like, nope, can't. No, I have way too many varieties of blocks, and I don't feel like taking up that big of space. I'll just manually sort it nicely. Now, there is a live comment uh, from IRL Nick. He does say, LA sorter. That is something I want to play around with. I have not really played around with the LAs hardly at all. And I think that would be fun to sort out those non-stackable items. All right, let's keep going here with the comments. Thank you for that past comment, Advisory Labs. Next one comes from IRL Nick. I am so hyped to be back on the Jericho grind. I forgot how much I love the brand new Minecraft world feel, setting up a nice little fishing hut, and beginning to collect resources for bigger projects in the future. I plan to have an auto tree farm, auto bamboo farm powered super smelter, as well as all the normal mob farms and maybe an automatic cobblestone generator. But I just got to take them one at a time if I want to finish any of them that's exactly what we've been talking yeah. about and he summed it up in one comment i have a point to make if you ever need cobble if you, why why an automatic cobblestone generator unless you're playing skyblock you don't need an automatic cobblestone generator there's this stuff that spawns underneath your base you know under the grass and you can mine this stone with a pickaxe and just and once you get a beacon it's a lot more efficient to just mine out the stone the only benefit I could really see is possibly if you could figure out how to AFK it. Mm -hmm. And then an auto bamboo farm powered super smelter. That's a decent idea. Yeah, I did think about taking bamboo for smelting things and it making takes fuel. so much. So you need a massive farm, but I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, auto crafter that's coming in the game that's gonna be completely game breaking i think if it's what we think it's gonna be but i think they will nerf it and well, make a lot of technical plays disappointed i think yeah i'm a little worried about that 
but I think it's only going to be used mostly by the technical players that are going to automate things anyways. It just makes it a little simpler. So, and a little less, like, to me, there's no fun in, okay, I need to take this and then craft it, push the button so many times, and then take that and craft this and push the button. There's no real gameplay in that anyways. So if we can just automate that, I'm all for it. I've been doing a lot of villager trading with uh, Fletchers, who, if you don't know, you can sell 32 sticks as the default trade for one emerald. And that's extremely overpowered with four wide spruce trees. And if you enjoy chopping trees as much as I do, it's amazing. But if I could just make an auto crafter to just keep pumping out sticks into massive chests um, from the logs, that would make it a lot quicker than having to just sit there and craft all day. And for things like the iron farm and especially a gold farm where you get the golden nuggets and golden ingots. So you craft the golden nuggets, they automatically go into ingots, the ingots automatically go into blocks and you just save a lot of storage room. Yeah, and that was definitely my first thought when they announced that I was spending a lot of time on our gold farm on season four at that time. And that was the first thing is making those stupid nuggets into ingots and make the ingots into blocks and save so much. We filled up so many chests full of those nuggets and most of them just went to waste after a while. Because we made a trash can so we weren't causing lag with millions of items sitting on the ground so it all just went or into a lava stuck in the hoppers yeah. you know yeah exactly which by the way that brings up a good point make sure if you're on a server or a realm be aware of what you're doing to cause lag yourself and be considerate of others with that last season season four in our storage room near the end of the season just because i was trying to finish it up i built a little trash can that was just an auto dispenser when you put items into a chest and it made it went into a cactus instead of lava because I had so much wood stuff around the area. So that's a good tip. If you don't want to have lava or fire where you could burn down your entire house, just use a cactus. Because if you dispense items into the side of it, no matter what item it is, including you can also, if you want to get rid of netherite for whatever reason, you have your netherite axe and you're like, I don't want a netherite axe. I'm going back to diamond. So you throw it out, which don't do that. Please just give me the axe. <laughs> right. But. You can destroy even netherite with a cactus. So the cactus is the most powerful block in Minecraft. You should make a short on our YouTube channel with just that. That's a great idea of the most powerful block in Minecraft. Sounds like a good plan. I think you have something to do. All right, we're going to go ahead and transition. Thank you, all listeners that left us a comment. We really, really appreciate that. That's what makes the show. And look, you got... A lot less rambling than last week when we had no comments. Although I feel like our time to talk about Minecraft section we have, like our Minecraft stuff, and the listener comments are like combining more and morphing together, which I think is better because then we just have big uh, kind of we just talk about with that. But yeah, yeah I agree. And I have, you know, my bullet points of what I want to talk about. And that's what we're doing now. Our time to talk in Minecraft. The bullet points I have is start of season five. Well, we've talked quite a bit about that. We've talked a little bit about me dying to a drowned twice now as of last night. I just I just want to say for me who plays the game a lot less safe than you do, BS, I haven't died at all. Just want to put just want to give that to the listeners. Just want to put that out there. I'm doing this for the listeners. I'm not trying to rub it in or anything. I'm just trying to 
give the listeners a sense of context of who's better at Minecraft, you know? I'll let them make their own opinions, but uh, it's me. Let's just discuss how exactly I died. So I have a base. It's kind of near some water, and that water goes a little deep, so it gets darker and drowns spawn. Now, I made it a goal to get leather armor, a full set of leather armor before I got any other armor. So that's what I had on me. And apparently I got too close to the water and I went after him. And I'm pretty sure that first one, my sword broke and I couldn't get out and I couldn't get switched over. Again, I'm playing on controller, which does slow me down a little bit. And I couldn't get over to my axe to take care of it. And I died. And my spawn point wasn't set. So I ended up right back at spawn. I ran back. I did get my stuff back and all was well. Now, you guys make fun of me. That's fine. I get it. I died. Ha ha. Yes. The second one, however, I was fishing last night. And my controller, my particular PS4 controller, is getting quite old. And when I hold down the left trigger on the controller, it moves me forward. Why it does that, I don't know. That's weird. But it does. And it moves me forward. So instead of me standing on my newly built dock that I did, which, by the way, I think looks nice. I used fence and trap doors to make the whole pier out in the water. I think it looks good. But instead of me standing there and falling off the end of my pier every time I held down the left trigger, I decided, okay, I'm going to fish from a boat. Makes sense, right? So that's what I did. Except for the fact then drowns were coming near me and... I killed one. I, I went around in the boat and I killed it and I all was well. The next one comes up. I'm like, oh man, this is kind of a nerf. I can kind of kill them until he got in the boat with me and completely demolished me. And by the way, for anyone thinking, oh, it's just a drown. That can't be that hard. These aren't just normal. These are drowns with tridents on bedrock edition hard mode. Yeah, if they you've don't never experience those. It is aimbot. With a two-shot weapon. So, wire guy in the live chat, why couldn't you have told me this before last night? But he says, that's why you use chest boats. Wow, I never thought of that. I was thinking, oh, you that's should... That's a great idea. You should uh, put a dog or something in your boat with you so nothing else can get in it. And then I'm like, oh, you can just make so, chest boats. But I'm not I used actually, to chest boats being in the After that, I actually looked around for a sheep that I could put in my boat so then I could do this. And I'm like, huh... But yes, chest boats, I always forget about those. And I even had chests on me, so it wouldn't have been a hard thing to craft at all. Wire guy just posted a picture in the live chat of the scene of the crime of BS's dock and where That's he was almost murdered exactly twice. where I died, by the way. Almost exactly where you are on that screenshot. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I find it very interesting that people are dying so much. And I know there's some people. It depends how I play Minecraft. I either go into a world with the mindset of, I'll die, it doesn't really matter, or I go into the world of, okay, my mindset's it's hardcore mode, even though we're playing on Bedrock's server where we can die as many times as we want. In my mind, it's a hardcore world, so I just can't die. Dying is just not an option. There is a problem with this, though. If you do die, you're going to lose all motivation to keep playing. That's why I won't die. Okay, we'll see. But no, I... And I know I can respawn and I'll go back to building my mega stuff, but it's just how I play. I look at it, I play it kind of safe, but not as safe as like 
you would be asked. And I find that very interesting. I will say this season, I'm playing less safe than I have in the past because I am trying to do some things. And I was actually, my first death, I was actually live streaming at the time on our YouTube channel, the Block Party's YouTube channel. The Block Party mc.com you can find the link or youtube.com slash at the block party mc i think yeah that's the one so be sure to check that out you can also get it from our website and all that so i was actually trying to be entertaining at the same time and a lot going on which is a stretch so, for you anyways right exactly it takes a lot of work for to make me entertaining of all people so that was part of it too. I am taking a few more risks. I'm going out. Use I used to just like stay in my hidey hole for days and days and days and days and days and never come out. And I'm starting to adventure and go places and check things out and not rely on everybody else to just sell everything I need. That's one thing. You actually started a shop in Jericho this season and you're selling spruce wood. I needed spruce wood, so I went on an adventure to try to find some spruce trees and get saplings, and I ended up at your base anyways. You stole my trees. I did take your trees. I am the Lorax, and I am mad that you hurt my trees. Now, you've already talked about your iron farm and stuff, and you did get some diamond tools already? Yeah, so I have never really used villagers to craft or get the diamond tools. It just seems weird to me. But this season, I didn't for my main tools. I made three pickaxes so far that I crafted with diamonds. And then I got, eventually I got the fortune three pickaxe. It's now with mending and everything that I got. And so I have about three stacks of diamonds. But I have for my axe and my shovel, I did buy them off the villager instead of crafting it. Because I realized I can just have a bunch of diamond items sitting there. And then I can post a screenshot and be like, oh, diamonds aren't hard to get. But in reality, I'm just using villagers to uh, craft all my tools instead of using the diamond items themselves. But you have plenty of diamonds. You could have crafted all of this. Yes, now. I went way mining. But I that just... was after you bought the tools, though. No. Right? No? Before. Okay. So I had three stacks of diamonds, but instead I just used the villagers to buy it. Because mainly I just kind of wanted to see how it did. But I just enjoy mining. It's kind of therapy. And I don't do it a lot, but I would just go down... And just mine for diamonds. And anyone, if you complain, if you're playing on Bedrock, if you complain about diamonds being too hard to find, stop. They're not too hard to find. I mined, and this is with an Efficiency 5 Fortune 3 pickaxe, which, if you take out the time I've spent building and planning base stuff in Jericho, took me about six hours, I'd say. If I started a Minecraft world, and if I actually tried, just try hard to get this pickaxe, it'd be about three hours i mined for 15 minutes and got 48 diamonds stop complaining yeah i've got quite a few i have a full set of diamond armor now i have three pickaxes i have my sword my axe even a shovel that i've all made and i have a few diamonds left like six or seven diamonds oh and an enchantment table i've done all this solely from mining diamonds with mostly stone pickaxes, by the way, in the deep slate. Oh yeah, and I have all these diamonds and I could buy my diamond armor from villagers. I still have a broken iron chest plate, a broken down iron leggings and leather boots and no helmet. Now that is something I am struggling with is getting iron because I haven't built an iron farm yet. And 
the way it is, I'm not one to go caving that often. And the way the caves are huge now, you don't have to go caving. So go but you have climbing. to go mountain climbing and I'm just not used to doing that. I like to go underground and that's just my play style. I have got enough iron. I am thinking though, of course, building my own iron farm here probably pretty soon, or I'll just buy iron from a store if they decide to sell some. There's already a store selling iron. Well, there you go. Well, I'm on my way. And that's another thing. Before I built the iron farm, I had plenty of iron. I got in the first 20 minutes or so of the server opening, I got around a stack of iron in like 20 minutes of the server being open. I just went up to the mountains and started mining it. So I have tons of that now. And I still do because I live near very large mountains. I would say iron is probably one of the most useful things because you make lanterns out of it. You make tools and decent tools. I mean, they're okay to use, I think, especially for like axes and shovels and things. And I'd rather use iron most of the time than diamonds. But I actually have found that my iron stuff right now is more valuable to me than my diamond. But that's just because I'm lacking the iron. Now that I've built an iron farm, it's just like, okay, whatever, iron. And I've been using the iron to get emeralds. I've been trading in the iron, pretty much just throwing it out to get Oof, emeralds. That kind of hurts me inside a little bit. Because, because it's an infinite renewable source that I have just sitting at my base. Right. So yeah. I throw it into the villagers to get some emeralds. I do a lot of item transport with hoppers and such. So I really like having iron available to me. So now that I have a steady supply of iron, once we open the nether and we get gold farms, which I really don't need a lot for what I'm thinking, but I'm going to bring back, which I built in season two, I built at the end of season four, and I'm trying to think in season three, I think I built one too, a 64 furnace super smelter. So I can smell in the time it takes to cook one item in a normal furnace, I've cooked a stack of items. Why? Why not? Is it fuel smart? Not at all. Is it what I'm going to do? Yes, but I'll be able to do it kind of early this season, so that'll be fun. Yeah, and it takes so much fuel, though, for that. And you know what I use for fuel? Coal, like a real man. I go, I mine the coal myself. So I found myself burning logs or, you know, putting logs in a furnace to get charcoal more than ever since Caves and Clefts. Although that's I may my main source of coal. I may make a ginormous bamboo farm to power it, but that would be way massive to do. Yeah, because it burns so quickly, right? Yeah, and it's so many furnaces. 64 stacks to just have a stack in each You'd one. almost need a farm for each furnace just to keep it powered all the time. That's yep. crazy, little C, but more power to you if you can make it happen. Awesome. So this brings up... Last week was New Year's weekend and everything, and you and I, after we recorded episode 124 of this podcast, we had to stay up and get ready for the start of season five. Now, there were some things that I didn't get to test before. For instance, we were going to put a dark UI on the server itself, so a resource pack that made your user interface to dark mode instead of light mode, basically. And we found out it didn't actually work on the server side for some reason once I applied it. So that's something we had to take off and work out. But I'm happy we got the server up. We were on time. 
everything seems to be working fairly well. People are liking the new load screen that pops up, which is awesome, and I'm happy with that. I did live stream a little bit of Jericho, so make sure you check that out. We have talked about that. But that meant that I couldn't live stream on my BS Adventures. Now, oh, no. this is the debate, right? Do I live stream solely on Jericho? Or do I go back to BS Adventures off and on? Or every other week? Or whatever. So I'd love to hear from you, the listeners, especially if you've been watching my BS Adventures. Let me know what you think I should be doing. I had a lot of fun live streaming Jericho, though. I, I will say that. I think with Jericho... You have more content opportunities and things you can do with it. And since we talk about it so much on the podcast, and if I live stream it as well, it's just, I think Jericho is going to be better. I think you will be fun to see what you do because you're so different than me in the way we play. It would be a great contrast to get up there too. And speaking of Jericho, there is a war already started. In the first week of Jericho, I guess this could be a uh, news radio. You're listening to Jericho Radio with Little C. In breaking news, we have a war broken out in the first week of the server being open. It is the Panda War. In the first day of the server being open, members, who will not be named now, have been killing pandas because there are too many around spawn. And there is another team being made of people saving the pandas and wanting to protect the pandas' lives. From this slaughtering of pandas. There you go. So I am. Let's get rid of the pandas. I think they're conspiring with the drowns. And that's why I died. So you're blaming the pandas for your death. Yes. It's the pandas fault. Eliminate all of them. I am on complete panda conservation. Never kill a panda. And I am going to build a little uh, panda sanctuary at spawn. To keep all the pandas. So no more spawn. So you can't kill any. And uh, apparently Wire Guy in our live chat says three times in 15 minutes of starting up, he killed some pandas. You guys so. do know pandas are an endangered species and you're not helping. Hmm. Hey, it's a great source of bamboo. That is not. That's you get, how you should fuel your furnaces. You get panda what? deaths. Two bamboo or panda yeah, maybe. I don't even know. I have no idea. Oh, that's another thing. We found a brown, or I don't say we, but. On Jericho, there's a brown panda that just spawned naturally. That is super rare. It's awesome to see that when was, you can find them. I though. think G-Bow found that when he was at spawn. So we have it hidden so we can make it in a nice little thing. Because those are super rare. I've never actually seen one in survival. Now, I will say, don't kill that one. Do not Please kill the brown don't panda. don't kill that one. At this point, it is considered a pet. And that goes against one of our commandments of Jericho. It's renamed, so it's a pet. So there I just have go. to rename all the pandas. <laughs> every single panda i don't know if that counts as a pet i think it does need nope. a little space or there. something but i will put them all on leads i will say though i think if you name tag enough of them that would stop them from spawning more i'm just gonna hide all the pandas somewhere super secretive and there'll just never be a panda ever seen on the server again just the whole panda mob count will be capped because i have all the pandas all right, well, I'm sure we'll have much more Jericho content coming in the next few weeks or so. It's been super exciting. Now let's get ready and talk about our real life stuff. Can you believe it? We do things other than Minecraft. Honestly, I haven't, but 
Yeah, maybe you have BS. So you actually went trucking with me on Tuesday after yeah. New Year's. So that was fun. Just did a day run, had good conversation. That was nice. I have been having more time to play, though. I will say that, which is also nice. I've been enjoying being able to play some video games for a while. Something on my to-do list this week is I have some PS4 controllers of friends of mine and our own. And, of course, we're getting stick drift from them. So I need to go ahead and replace those modules inside those controllers. So that's a project for me I'm going to be working on. And last week, I ordered a phone case for my cell phone. And it comes from the Amazon guy. Thank you, Amazon guys. You guys rock completely. Shout out to Amazon guy. Just Shout Amazon out to guy. Amazon guy. And I take my old case off and I look at my phone and it's like triple the size of what it's supposed to be. The battery was swelled up so large, it kind of terrified me. Now, for some of you that don't know much about how that would happen to a phone, in this phone you've had for, what, a year or two, maybe? Yeah, probably a couple of years. So the reason his phones do this is he's running Google Maps on his phone screen all day long. So just having that on the screen, which used to do burn in. Now we have better screens that don't really burn in, but it makes the batteries and they're just always plugged in and charging. So the batteries just get super like, yeah, I do all kinds of stuff. I run all my internet when I'm in the truck to play games and do all this stuff. All that's coming from my phone all the time. I am very hard on my phones. But anyways, I wasn't planning on buying a new phone. But at that point, I'm like, okay, this is getting kind of dangerous. And I actually put two and two together and remembered that I was getting a smell in my truck for a while. I kept wanting to blame my truck for something. I think it was probably my phone battery basically letting off toxic fumes in my cab this whole time. So that's why you've been a little off mentally. It might be. I don't know. Or it could just be because I am BS. That is bearded sloth. Yeah, it's bearded sloth. Don't know what you were thinking. So I go to the phone store and in the window, they have this fancy phone and you kind of pointed it out to me and I'm like, ooh, that's kind of nice. That's kind of a cool feature. Yeah, that's the phone I ended up with. I can fold my phone in half. You brought a flip phone. I did buy a flip phone. Kind of. It's one of those new folding phones. It's one of them fancy folding phones. It's the ones that fold into a square, not the ones that fold out into like two phone screens. Right. I wasn't sure if I was going to like this or not. I love it. I put my phone in my pocket anyways most of the time. So now that it's half the size, essentially, is even better for that. I love everything about it. So I've been learning that, getting all my accounts moved over, all that stuff that goes with that. So I've spent most of my week doing that kind of stuff. So you have a new phone and new phones don't have aux ports. How do you feel about that? I don't know. I haven't actually tested that. I did order something this week to take care of that. And so it's an adapter apparently that goes in my USB-C and then I'll have an auxiliary port for my headphones or whatever I want to use it for. So I am going to test that out over this weekend. Now, you said you tested it with your old phone that does have one of those ports, and it didn't seem to work quite the way as expected, But I think because I want to be able to charge it and have my headphones Which, in. is that how it was advertised for the 
adapter thing? It said it was able to, yes. Then it's probably just a thing with my phone. Because it has the aux port, it probably doesn't have the ability to do both of the signals, the charging and the audio at the same time. And that's probably what it is. So I am looking forward to that. Anything you've been up to in real life this week that you can think of? Not really. We stayed up on New Year's Eve. Woo. We haven't really, I haven't really done much. Next week I go back to school. So, I mean, I don't go anywhere. I Well, you have been spending a little bit of time this week working on figuring out better live streaming for like our church production stuff. Yeah, I've gone into the realm of like live event broadcasting stuff. And I've gone deep into this realm, over-obsessing, kind of like how you do with some things. So you've over-obsessed about the church audio stuff completely, and just audio stuff in general. So now I've over-obsessed about the video stuff, so now we make the Dream Team. And there's a lot of things now that I'm like, wow, we do this very wrong at church. We should fix this. But the problem is a lot of the things that I want to fix are going to be kind of expensive. Now, we have... They gave us a budget to upgrade both of the desktop computers or buy new ones. We're just going to replace them in the tech booth at church. And we have a pretty good budget for it. So I'm hoping that once we get a better live streaming computer, we'll be able to do a bit more and push some more because we definitely struggle with what we do now. Yeah, and you'll be able to implement some of these things you're learning. But isn't that fun, little C, to learn something like that and make something better? Yeah, but it also makes it very hard when I know that I can't talk the church leaders into letting us have the budget to be able to do some things. It's like, please, can we have this uh, $10,000 camera? And they're like, no. Can we have this $1,000 camera? You have a camera. Okay, fine. I just, yeah, it's hard. Because there's these things and I'm like, I know this would make it so much better, but it's like, it doesn't really matter. The three, actually, most people don't really care. Now, it's funny, our church live stream gets better on numbers than my live streams hmm. and BS's live streams. Hey, now. I'm just saying, the church does very well, so I don't know. Maybe we need to become a church, the maybe block party we'll, maybe church. Maybe I'll just start live streaming on their channel. <laughs> no, not no, how that works. No, I don't think we need no, a... Uh, I don't think that works. All right, we better move on from our past week in real life. The past week in Minecraft or info from Minecraft.net. Apparently, they came back to work this week. I was not expecting this. I would have thought they'd get two weeks off, but because not. Monday went by. Monday was still the holiday. Tuesday went by. Wednesday went by. There was no updates. But on Thursday, January 4th, 2024. Ooh, I got to get used to saying the new date. Absolutely. Minecraft Bedrock Beta Slash Preview 1.20.60.24 came out. Now, again, there is an experimental update 1.21. Please note, in order to try these new features, you must turn on the update 1.21 and the Armadillo Experimental Toggle. So they are still hiding them behind a toggle there, even on the preview, which is interesting to me. Some changes here. Armadillo now emits vibrations when rolling up and unrolling. Baby armadillos no longer move towards their parents after rolling up. I'm kind of confused about what they were doing. So did they keep rolling towards their parents or did it just kind of hover and move? I wonder. They probably did the hover and move like how baby cows and stuff will follow the parent. Then it'll like do that with the armadillo even when they're rolled up. So apparently it'll just stay put now. Armadillo's legs no longer flicker while rolled up. So that's just texture stuff. 
Armadillo now correctly plays sounds when rolling up, and improved trial spawner particles. Breeze can now jump when standing in water. The breeze now avoids trapdoors when pathfinding. Volume of sounds for equipping and removing wolf armor is now controlled by the friendly creature's slider. All right, so that's all under that experimental toggle stuff. Now the stable, these features do not require those toggles. Changes here, rename Scoot to Turtle Scoot. Trail Ruins will now be placed in the same location and configuration as in Java. So that's good. So the seeds will match for the Trail Ruins. And of course, they have fixes here. Pistons pushing, pulling, or destroying blocks no longer risk teleporting surrounding players towards the world's origins. Potato, carrot, melon, sweet berries, netherwort, sunflower, lilac, rosebush, peony, glowstone, dust, and gravel no longer have increased chance of drops when mined with an enchanted book of fortune. How'd I miss this? I think this is just in the betas. You, you can still so? use you can use fortune tools and stuff to do this, which I is hope good. They don't take that away. No, it says enchanted book of fortune. So it's I know using that. the book item, which that's hilarious. So you can just use the item. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. Just use a book. Fixed a bug where the player would exit a vehicle at an incorrect height if the vehicle was over a fire block. Fixed an issue where a boat disappears if placed at the player's feet or next to another boat. Flying players are now only slowed by touching the ground when moving down. Villagers who were mistakenly assigned to the same bed or workstation as others will now actively seek out a new bed or workstation. I wonder if this is going to help with the villager delinking and stuff that some people run into on Bedrock Edition. I'm hoping maybe this addresses some of that. Realms tab and new play screen should no longer be stuck in a loading state. And they are still working on the editor. Um, so if you're interested in all that, be sure to check out the change logs for more details on that. One thing on their fixes was the boat disappears. Remind me when we get to the listener questions here in a bit. That's something I want to bring up that happened on my live stream, actually. All right. And that pretty much sums up the past week in Minecraft of what Mojang's been up to. Of course, they want your feedback on their Discord server. That link will also be in the change logs. Now it's time for do 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 listener questions. Our first question comes from Jake the Cake. Have you had a spooky moment where you thought your world was cursed? Well, exactly what I was just saying about the boat disappearing. I had this. I was out exploring when I went to your base and got that spruce tree and got those saplings. And on my way back, I ended up like getting out of my boat, breaking the boat or or placing the boat or something. And the boat just completely disappeared from me. So I wonder if that fix that was in the preview is going to take care of that problem that I experienced. And that's not something I've ever had where a boat just completely disappears like that. I've seen it happen. But did the item and everything disappear? So you just didn't have it at all? I just didn't have it at all. I have no hmm. idea what happened to it. That's really weird. It might have got sunken down underneath the block you placed it on. Yeah, it was in the middle of a river, basically. So it might be underneath the blocks of the river or inside of those blocks That's what I'm guessing. I know I've had it, like, if I've placed on certain 
ice roads or something in the nether in the past where it disappears and falls down into the ice, basically. I've had that, but I've never had it on the water like that disappear for me. So I guess that could be a curse thing. But other than that, not really cursed, but I have had several ghost blocks. I remember on a world we had, again, this was PlayStation 3, and we were, of course, me doing a sorter system. I remember this exact world and exact place that you're talking about. And I was actually using pistons at the time, sticky pistons, to move the redstone block to power the thing. It was a whole contraption, and it worked well. But sometimes the pistons would like disappear and then you couldn't interact with that particular cube where that block goes at all. You couldn't Ever. place anything there. You, you couldn't never do anything, anything with, with it. it again. So that was kind of spooky. And I don't know what caused that, but that's my answer. So I don't really have anything, but I know back on PlayStation 4, the random parties that used to be a feature that which is removed in like PlayStation communities. I used to go on with some friends and we would just troll people, usually like younger kids. We'd troll them with Hero Brian things. We'd load into a world. One of us would have the Hero Brian skin on and troll them. The other one plays like the Hero Brian shrine and just troll some people with it. And there were some times that people legit thought that it was real. Yeah, and these videos you see, I just have to laugh at them. I don't know. I don't get it, but that's. Because I take things so literally. But the trolling was a lot of fun. That is fun to troll people. I do like to do that. Thank you for that question, Jake the Cake. Keep the listener questions coming in. Little C, we actually got an email this week. Email alert. Email alert. And it was a listener question. It came from Froggy Zizi. And by the way, that email, if you're interested, is contact at theblockpartymc.com. Froggy ZZ said, what did you think was the worst Minecraft update? In my opinion, there's not really a bad update. And many of the newer ones get a lot of hate, but they're all pretty good in my opinion. I think a lot of people just don't like change, but most of the new updates aren't change. They're just adding things. And I think that all of the updates, I look back at updates I didn't like, even Village and Pillage now. I'm okay with it. I like it. There's not a bad update in my book. Like, they're all just adding to the game. The fact that they even update this almost 15-year-old idea of the game, pretty much, is still being updated, that's enough to make me happy that they still care about this old game. So I am one of these people that might not like some of the newer updates. I honestly have to say the past one, the Trails and Tales, has been the one that I really haven't messed around with hardly any of the things in the update. I'm not necessarily opposed to anything they added, but it just really wasn't that useful to me. I would say maybe the Cherry Blossom biome's kind of cool. It gives some pop of color and stuff. I kind of like that, and I like how the particles are flying around and all of that. Oh, and the hanging signs. I almost forgot about those. I do like the hanging signs, but honestly, I haven't even really messed with those. And didn't those come before the update or one or the other? They of were these? announced before, I think. Okay. And maybe going way back was the color update. Like... And I know that's probably controversial. No, you love the color update. I do. Do you like concrete? It's okay. But honestly, I could do without it. 
Wow, that's controversial. I know. I think it's cool and all, but I'm just not that big into decorating. I do use concrete, though, and I do like using it for some builds, so maybe I will have to rethink this a little bit. I have learned to love any of the updates, and honestly, Minecraft just keep making stuff and giving us, us stuff. Even if you stop today, though, I'd still play the game. It's a great game. Yeah. Just like you were saying, you can go back to older versions and still enjoy it. There are so many things that I haven't done in Minecraft, especially newer things, but even old things. There's just things I have never done that are like features of the game, not just like build something, but a feature of exploring or something that I've just never done. And so that's even if they stopped updating it, I would have years of content. Yeah. And that's crazy, too. There is so much in it. All right, thank you for those listener questions. Be sure to get yours in, line them up. We do two a week is kind of our consistency there. So keep them coming. Really appreciate those. And now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. Holy Bookworms joke of the week. Why did the donut go to the dentist? To get a feeling. <laughs> I've seen this joke on Jericho all week long. I love this joke. I It was funny the first time I saw it on Jericho, but after playing all week and seeing it about 128 times, it's not funny anymore. Not everybody plays that often either, so I know it's on there like once every hour or something. Maybe once the season gets rolling, we'll lower those. Yeah, something like that. I just want to make sure everybody has... The chance to get these I don't these think jokes. we should put the jokes on there. Make them have to listen to the podcast to get them. Or do you think I should do it opposite? Wait till the joke's done and then put it on the server after we announce it on here. Just make everyone have to listen to the show. There you go. Well, I think most people do listen because we're an awesome Minecraft podcast. And you listeners can also help support the show by subscribing to the podcast. Find the link in the description to subscribe. It truly does help us out and is super, super appreciated. But best of all, you'll get access to more of us with the After Hours show and our first 49 episodes of The Block Party. Help us get the word out about The Block Party podcast by telling everyone you run into, hopefully not with your car, to visit theblockpartymc.com. We want to hear from you. We love your comments and questions. You can email us at contact at theblogpartymc.com or leave us a voicemail or text us at 1-260-220-8225. And yes, that number does work. It comes straight to my new phone. Fancy. Thank you for being here. We truly appreciate it. Make sure to tell everyone about The Block Party, a Minecraft podcast. I'm Bearded Sloth, and now I gotta eat my coffee. And I'm Little C, and I'm gonna go kill some drowns successfully.